Tabletop Time. I'm Jen. I'm Jazza. I'm Dave. And it's time for Iron's Fire Chapter 3. Okay, uh, let's... We, we just get straight... Why is it the dramatic dark evil thing? The dramatic... Because it's going to be... Why is there dramatic popping in the back of it too? Because they're cooking popcorn in... Yeah. There was a weird audio delicacy. distortion there. there anyway. was, was there? Yeah. Fine. Okay. It's well, fine. but you know, Felbrook Farms yeah. corn. There is popping. Ooh. Who's making popcorn? That's a phone near it. That was you! Oh. How very dare you! Hey, do you want a fun trivia fact for the start of this episode? Yes. yes. Do you know why on planes... This may be wrong, but fact check me. Always do your research. Um, so, do you know why on planes they say don't use your mobile phone? Because it can interfere with... It's what they say. That noise. Really? Apparently in the cockpit, really? it, it goes... Bah, 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 and it can, it can like, cut over transmissions and stuff, and it can... That's why it's dangerous. It doesn't make the plane crash, but it can mess with comms by doing that... Bah, 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 in there. I, in I would stuff. believe that 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, probably. But I think technology on phones is a lot better. Yeah, but you know they don't calls. change rules. But now I think it's to stop yeah. Companies people. don't change policies. Yeah, it's the same reason you're not supposed to use a mobile phone while pumping gas. Children! Yeah. Children! What? <laughs> What happened? Some people getting distracted. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> can we can we Stop jump lines. straight? I love how I open up with like, we can jump straight into it this stuff. Do you know aeroplanes? But in sorry. the previous episode, <laughs> that's the one. I had a bit of a moment as I reached my old hometown, and I remembered the horrible things that happened there. Of course, my companions don't know that. I kept my cards close to my chest. I'm pretty good like that. No one suspects a thing. No, no one suspects a thing. Oh, yes. Just subtly putting my hand on it. <laughs> well, what's your version of events, Catalina? Uh, that we arrived to town. Um, we got treated Felbrook. to a... We went, yeah, we got to Felbrook. I'm trying to remind myself. Yeah, and I'm trying to remind myself of it, too. <laughs> um, uh, Delvin was a bit upset, a bit sad, oh. and I was able to have a deeper look into his emotions and helped him into the town. And he seems okay. And we stayed at a lovely woman's house who seems beyond generous and lovely, which is very refreshing. Marika's burgeoning career as travel agent, finding accommodations <laughs> for party. Perfect. Yeah. I think that about sums it up. Uh, met, ha- having met an annoying person on the road whose sister they found in town mm. and stole her accommodation very effectively. So mm. we'll see how that plays out. But we are... Uh, beginning our session the next morning. Now, also, it's worth mentioning here that if anyone has spent any destiny points, I'm happy for uh, that to be replenished by one point, uh, having been playing for about six hours. Uh, and then at some point in the near future, we'll also nope. be arrest- looking at skill points. But that's sort of just like a little bit of a top up. Speaking of our replenishing, Catalina has mm. a ritual for the first thing in the morning. Now, there are two rooms that have been. Uh, sort of granted to these random guests. <clears throat> cool. Catalina Great. has bunked with Medela, who has insisted with Brick that it's okay that mm-hmm. you guys be left alone. I think she feels just a little bit shy and too awkward to, like, just just not cool to, you know, also because of the whole, like, Phelan Colin, Phelan thing. It's just weird for her. So, yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so you two have shared a room. Cool. Um, Brick and Delvin uh, have shared a room. Great. What do you do first thing I'm, in the morning? I'm going to wake up and start shooting my harp. Um, I'm going to see, is Medela, like, if I kind of, like, 
nudge her? Does she wake up instantly or does she? I think she'll be sort of coming to. She'll be waking up. So if you pull out your harp, mm. which some people have pointed out that harps are very big. This is like a travel Oh, harp. it's like a, yeah, a, like a lute, not a lute. Um, it's called something. But like I a can't. small lap harp. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the harp you see the Greek gods. Phoenician yeah. technology, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's an extra light mithril hand harp. There you go. That's it. A hand Nailed harp. It. Love it. Um, yeah, no, that's fine. I I'll very subtly start playing. Do you? Yeah. Just like Yeah, just like a few things. Kind of be like, oh yeah, I totally know. I do know what I'm doing, but I'm like, oh, what does this do? Oh yeah, cool. So you pull out your old harp, it's mm-hmm. sort of got markings all over it seems like your dad probably had it um and it was passed down to him from someone so it's very aged uh it's got little runes and little interesting old looking rocks and stones sort of through the um, patterning of the harp um but it's really well looked after and in fact was recently restrung before you went about your travels you look after it like it's a fine piece of art, but and that's probably how you get away with carrying it around your person as a Thinisian woman because people assume it's part of your work, mm-hmm. not part of your spare time. Yes, yeah, great. But first thing in the morning, you spend a bit of time tuning your harp, and then you play, and you get carried away in the feeling of playing. What are you playing to? Is it a nice day? Well, morning, I should say. I'd say yeah, yeah. like there's a bit of chill in the air, but. That kind that the you can see the warmth is going to be mm. coming through. So I'd want to play something that's more like peaceful and happy, despite like we've kind of witnessed some pretty horrific stuff. But I want to be hopeful for the day that's ahead. Beautiful. Yeah, I love it. Medela turns to you like her eyes start glowing. She is just almost in a trance as you're playing. You mm-hmm. you probably don't notice her, I'm assuming. Yeah. You're just engrossed yeah. in this process. You're going to have to make a roll, by the way. Are we in adjacent rooms? Yes. Both of you make a perception check, please. I'm going to say challenge level two. <coughs> Excuse me. Are you kidding me? You are fast you? asleep. Wow. <laughs> brick is sleeping like a brick. <laughs> <laughs> My rolls. You haven't had a lot of sleep so recently, bad. so this is Three probably... successes. Cool. So, Delvin, your ears sort of prick at the sound through the walls. It? There's probably two walls dividing you. What it's time is it? sunrise. Oh, so I'm probably up. Yeah. Uh, cool. <laughs> All right, so I hear the You hear music. through the walls, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's almost like at first it was more subtle. But I'm going to say, Catalina, that uh, you do you can't help but get lost in the process. This is something that's very sort of carries you with it emotionally. It's mm-hmm. sort of this journey that you always have to go on. Um, so where you start off trying to be subtle and not wake people up or even let yourself known, um, in the end you actually just get lost in the process and you're making music that some other people hear. Um, Medela's eyes are glowing. You're going to need to take yep. a, that roll. Uh, it's just your three dice. Yep. And this is your, how well you focus and play your harp. Oh. You got one, so it means you recover one of your right. ability. Cool. Beautiful. So you feel connected to the emotions you're conveying. That's like anything that is one or up is like a success. Um, Beautiful. Cool. Yay. All right. Well, I... Medela, like, so, you're, yeah, you're finishing up the playing. What do you I do? I stop at the end? door briefly at sunrise on the way out, listen to the music and sort of seem a little bit sus and then leave the building. Okay, Delvin heads out. Medela's eyes are glowing and she's like, 
How did you do that? How long have you been playing? Is this a thing that people do? Like stop immediately. As soon as I kind of finished and kind of be like, uh. No, don't stop, please. By all means, continue. Uh. Could you show me how to do that? Uh. Um. No, uh, the, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I put, I pocket it back into its, yeah. its where I keep it. Um. Put, I love that this harp is just getting smaller and smaller. You're just like, oh, uh, yeah. Just no, like a, it a satchel, over. like a big satchel. <laughs> Slide it in my pocket. Slip it in my collar. It's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> I put it back in its satchel. Um. And I say, like, oh, it's just a just a thing. I, you know, got taught a long time ago. I don't really teach people. It's Surely not everyone can play like that. Uh, it's just a thing I've known since I was a kid. Yep. Anyway, we should go to breakfast. And you, I'm assuming you just, like, walk out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but then I was like, but, but we were... Oh. Come on, let's go. And she goes to look for Brick. What does Delvin do heading out into the morning? You can feel the bustling around town. There's actually an energy very early in the day. People are preparing um, and, like, so, getting So, I mean, up. it'll become pretty obvious, but um, Delvin gets up, like, at the crack of dawn, mm-hmm. and um, he always goes for a walk. So I just go and collect my thoughts and watch the sunrise. Maybe it's a... Um, a sort of affectation or a holdout from years spent being unable to do it. So because he he was a child and then he got sent into the barrows where they live in caves, basically. So, mm-hmm. yeah, every morning he watches the sunrise. Beautiful. You head about and see but the they don't know around. And he kind of keeps it to himself. He just Make a down. perception roll. <clears throat> Two successes. Two successes. Um, at one point in your journey, and whether you interact or not, you actually recognise someone faintly. You can't be 100% sure. It's that feeling like, you know, did I go to high school with that per-? That sort mm-hmm. of thing. Um, very fat person, probably not as fat as they, you know, they, they've grown, let's put it that way. But you have this familiar feeling like I knew this person when I was much smaller and they were much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. Um it seems to be gathering some supplies for, like, you know, some cooking and this and that and putting and loading up a hand cart and heading towards one of the inns. Mm-hmm. Um, um, do they look like they've come from Felton or do they look like they've they live, They look like they're just about their daily thing. They're not any sort of... They haven't been moving back and forth. They've been cool. here. It's just someone you recognise. wander over to them. Do I remember their name or do I just... You, you remember something like... Kyle, Kale, Kate, something okay, cool. along those lines. It doesn't come to your mind immediately. I, I walk up and I, I say, Morning. Morning. I was. He, 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 I'm going to roll for this, actually. He doesn't recognize you at all. It's like, oh, Morning. How can I help you? <clears throat> I, do I notice that he doesn't recognize me? Yes. Okay. So I look him up and down and I smile a little bit. And then I just set like a really subtle, like, and then I smile and just go, um, Oh, I am new to town. And I was wondering, uh, you seem like a local. I just wanted to know if, uh, you've lived here long. Oh, my life. Uh, you, you came from the up north. I from Those Felton. troubles, I'm assuming. Yeah, but I'm from the Barrows originally. The Barrows, eh? I have family in the Barrows. I heard nasty. You say you lived here your whole life. I heard that uh, people got pushed out of this town a while back, many years ago. Oh, yeah. 
not everyone, but a good, good chunk of people, those who whose family weren't uh, loyal. He sort of like looks at, like rolls his eyes as he says it. I'm like, loyal? Loyal to whom? Oh, you know these Greatons. They're kicking up a fuss. I mean, word is that they're arriving today and spreading their bloody grey paws all over this territory. So Once again. And you don't much like that? None of us do. Good man. Well, what was your name again? Kale. Don't believe you introduced yourself. And he holds out his hand. Kale. Um... I put my hand out, and God, what's his? Uh, I've got to grab my notes. I'm going to be cheeky. <laughs> You're not going to tell him your name. No. <laughs> he didn't recognize me. No, not at and all. I'm, I'm being. He got no dice in his perception, so there isn't a glimmer of recognition. That, that was that moment where where Delvin kind of decided that, like. He was just going to smile and enjoy the knowledge that this person was okay, but didn't want to, like, do the whole I'm reconnecting with someone I don't really remember. It's just kind of the, it's good to know that you're okay. You introduce yourself as... My name's Pemble. <laughs> really? Oh, cheeky boy. Pemble. That, there's a faint hint of recognition, like, barely. And he goes, well, pleasure to meet you. And he shakes your <laughs> hand. It's like... If you're looking for lodgings while you're around this place, uh, my inn's uh, cosy enough. It's not the fancy one, but, uh, you know, you could put your feet up if you need. Oh, thank you. We're staying with good family friends, the seamstresses, uh, at the seamstresses' place. Great. Good to know. <laughs> All right. I don't uh, get my clothes changed and I'm gonna, often. But... I'm going to have a, have a, like, a really brief just conversation, getting the lay of the land from him and try mm. and work out, like, what... What the mood is around here. Yeah. Um, things are pretty chill. They've been pretty productive. It seems like uh, they've been a town a little too distant from Ironspire for Ironspire to bother doing much here. Mm-hmm. But it, everyone's pretty aware at this point that there has been a, um, a group of Grey and Iron Guards sort of heading towards the town. Not No one knows particularly what they're position is, the sentiment is, but it's always been a bit of a through town, so they're not expecting anything problematic just yeah. to host the Graydon Guards, which no one likes doing this far out. Um, where do people wash around here? That's a good question. Probably the inns have connected bathhouse or something. Oh, that's nice. Okay, so it's not a river situation. Some do, yeah. There is a, it is on the river, but if people are looking to nicely wash and with a bit of comfort, they okay. go to the inn. I'm gonna subconsciously pat like my waist and then like look at this guy again and, and be like, "You wouldn't happen to know a discreet place for a man to have a bath around here, would you?" Oh, well, you could head out the way you came through those gates that head up north, and you know, use the river. Plenty of people down there doing that now, I imagine. Oh, anywhere a little bit more private than a river. You could try one of my bathhouses if you've got a coin on you. Why, that I might do, sir. Tell me more. And then (laughs) I pull out a coin. He's he's like, well, I've got to set up my kitchen and all that, but if you head over there, they'll um, look after you, and he explains it all. Cool. I say I'll see him there and 
45 minutes or so. I'm going to go outside and go for a walk and come back. Off you go. And have a bath. Meanwhile, in the seamstress's house, there is a bit of bustling and uh, preparation. It seems like um, your host has been up late into the evening and she comes down with some garbs uh, and approaches Medela first with some small, very... You know, simple but nice. They don't look like they're made by a skilled tailor who wouldn't want her reputation sullied by giving rags to a young girl. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she knows she has to keep it in check. Even so, nothing has anything on what her failing clothes were like. So she looks well dressed now. Yeah. Um, and with, you know, a little bit of colour pop and a little bit of accents, but, you know, it looks more like great in attire. Brick, on the other hand, uh, is given fairly simple sort of tunic, fairly straightforward sort of clothes. But while she's sort of like helping you get pinned up and dressed up, which is a very different clothing experience than you've had, you Mm -hmm. don't quite know how it goes on and works compared to what you've been used to, she comes across this iron collar around your neck. Does that come off then? No. What do you... Surely you... And she looks at Catalina like, is this for protection for you or... Do I actually know? I'm not... Uh, I, do you know what I'd say you do? Uh, okay. Like, so I think we've sort of said, yeah, you have done a bit of... You've had some placement in, in mm-hmm. um, Felton. Okay. So in your time there, you know that the Phelan call often had chains. They were more symbols than anything because these things like you can you know, you can't really move them. You can chain them to each other, to beasts, to, you know, buildings. Sure. Sometimes they're usually when um the Phelan came into town, into Felton to trade, they would have a Phelan cool guard and they would often like, you know, uh like cat, like a horse coming into town would uh, tie right. them so to f- a post. Yeah, cool. So for me, it's basically a symbol of his. Like yeah, pretty much. Really. Like he's an animal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but does he? Would I know that they find it quite like they don't find it anything? Yeah, it's just does a horse. It's just they're uh, cool. resigned. Okay, um, it's a thing that's on him. I'm gonna sip my bean juice, assuming she's given me a coffee in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and just say it's a part of their culture. And kind of look, sort of discuss, like, I don't like it, but I'm not going to get involved because it's not my place. Mm-hmm. How do you, do you display any feelings about it or anything? It has been uh, since I reached manhood. Where's your, I feel like I'm, where's Brick? It has been uh, since I reached manhood. There he is. <laughs> yeah, the party Brick started. Brick had a frog in his throat, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has been <laughs> The interesting thing about Phelan Call is when they wake up, their voice is actually higher pitched rather than lower pitched like normal humans. Mm. It drops throughout the day. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You you, uh, both get clothed. They serve a hearty breakfast. There's one spare plate waiting, assuming Delvin might return at some point. Mm -hmm. Um, And they're about to head off and... um, Go to that uh, she actually says, "My husband and I are uh, we're going to go see what all this busyness is about in town square. Apparently, the uh, Great and Guard are arriving and have some sort mm. of proclamation. They made it a few towns on their way here. So, do you mind if I attend with you guys? 
Oh, of course not. But, um... We might be a little late because we have to deal with family first, if you catch my meaning. So I can explain to you where to go and perhaps meet you thereafter. No worries. Thank you. No worries. And she sort of like describes the town layout cool. and all this stuff. Meanwhile, Delvin arrives back at the doorstep. Yeah, so this would be... If, I probably would have been out for like an hour and a half. Yeah. So, well, I guess I got up at like Everyone's 6 sort of, yeah, starting so to pack up and get yeah. ready to head out. So Delvin walks in very... Uh, I'm assuming the baths are hot. Yeah. Very, you're very... I'm just like red. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like red, but look clean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, with my clothes. The hair, you know, your hair still, still it's sticking wet. to itself yeah. and like pulled back and you arrive and enter the door and... And uh, actually, the um, pull back. No, it's just, it's a just mop. Okay, it's just a mop. <laughs> just like shake it out like yeah. a dog. Yeah. Um, okay. The seamstress and her husband are heading out as you arrive at the door. Mm-hmm. She goes, "Oh well, I won't look up then. If uh, you look after the place, there's a breakfast waiting for you. Might might have gotten cold, so I hope you enjoyed your stay. Thanks for using your manners and all that, and the coin for the clothes. Of course. Thank you very much for your hospitality. It's a lovely town." Thank you. Well, best go off and deal with the backlash. <laughs> she wanders off with her. Good husband. luck with it. Cool. Bye. All right. Well, I have a breakfast. I just come in, sit down. What's my brekkie? There's some cold eggs um, and toast okay. and some cold bacon. That is the price that I pay. <laughs> but For there's a warm bacon bath. and eggs. There's bacon and bacon eggs. Bacon and eggs. It's a, it's a good brekkie. Yeah. It's just a bit cold. Yeah. Cool. All right. I have my brekkie. Cool. Are you? Do you wish to come to this meeting that's being held this morning? Uh, there is a meeting being held this morning. Yeah, the Grey Guard. They're arriving in town today. Do you not remember? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Are you deceiving? Because you will have gathered. Uh, like nah. Will- I, I, I'm. I'm. I'm just a bit like what? Just be, being a putting. Bit and then I'm like, oh yeah. Oh oh. That's today. Okay, yeah, right. Oh. Should we go? Yeah, probably. What's it got to do with us? Roll a well, perception check. Both of us? Yes, everyone. Brick. <gasps> and the Taylor. Challenge number two. Hit two. Uh, oh, two. That was not a good that roll. Was a I got like three, yo. Three. Bam. And the dialogue gets... Oh, my God. Jesus. Oh, my God. She's like, heck yeah. <laughs> I'm a dialogue and I can detect everything. <laughs> and now, Scott, you're heart <laughs> Before there is a sound, my dialogue goes, like, you know. Um, there, there's a trumpet off in the distance that mm-hmm. um, Brick and Delvin hear quite clearly. But Medela, I, I would suppose actually that as far as instruments go, um, it's probably the most common one in her homeland. So she's probably tuned to, like, you know, react to it. And so she notices it immediately. Um, There is a trumpet and you can sort of, at the far end of town, you can sort of, uh, if you look out the window, and Medela's at the window at that point, actually, I'll say. She got a good roll. Um, She's like, I can see the banners of these people that are being talked about. Mm -hmm. They look like military. Uh, Brick, maybe you should stay here with Medela and me and Delvin will head out. I think that would be for the best. Cool. You ready? Now, Brick, if anyone tries to take the girl, what are you going to do? Crush them. 
That's right. I was going to suggest making their heads like the eggs that uh, ended. I just like motion to the eggshells <laughs> cracked in the bin. I'm like, but you got the right idea. All right, shall we go? None shall touch the littlest one. Cool. Oh, out. You get out the door. There's a bit of hustle and bustle, um, but you're sort of further to the outskirts of town, so it's getting a little quieter because most people have already started heading in. Um, and it, it's been sort of... Uh, there has been prior messages to leaders in the town that there would be a proclamation, so people are obviously curious and also a little bit expected to show up. Mm-hmm. Um, and things are getting started. There's actually been a little platform set up ready for the proclamation of the king. So, mm. you know. Fun. You arrive um, on the outside, outside of this sort of crowd, fairly bustling, um, so you can see sort of through and over the heads of people and on the top of the platform there's... So, are they at the platform or are they coming into town? They're still? starting to, like, they have, they seem to have been arriving. Okay. The horn must have been, like, the whole, you know, we're okay. here, so time for the thing. So they... They're uh, at on the, the platform? Yeah, yeah. They've been setting up, actually... For the last half how, hour. Okay. How many of the, the guard are actually there? Like, is it quite? I don't know. Yeah, you're not close enough. But okay. you could roll perception when you get closer. Yeah, sure. It's hard to see through all the crowds and not everyone's on the platform. So sure. if you want, you can investigate that. Cool. Eh, eh. <coughs> oh, much better. Much What'd you get? Seven, seven, that's it. Yep. Beautiful. That was a very, very good roll. Much better than last time. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing gaps through the crowds, uh, you deftly just sort of probably tugging at his sleeve just so he follows along because you're seeing exactly where to go. And you've seen a few of these sort of things before and mm-hmm. you, uh, you know, pretty up on how these sort of things happen. So you sort of like move your way through the crowd and between different family Excuse groups me, until sorry. you're sort of in the middle towards the front and you can clearly see um, surrounding the back of this wooden platform that's been erected that seems to be a bit dusty and stashed away for moments like this, which aren't very often, especially Mm. this far out. Um, But there's a good, I'm going to say, 100 guardsmen. But they're not your typical grey guard. They're really armoured and pretty fancy looking. Yeah, uh, You immediately recognise them as the Iron Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's quite a lot of them compared to what usually patrols. And there's a couple of dozen uh, Grey Guard, uh, which are your typical sort of towns guard looking people. Um, and they look like they're starting to get comfortable. They actually, they've got packs and there are, there are some squires I mean, who've been carrying stuff. Yep. Um, seem, seems to you, especially given your perception check, that they're establishing a sort of a guard in this town. They're looking to stay. Yeah, really. pretty much. Yep. yep. Um, and there is one sort of captain who's very obviously looks like a captain having things sort of unbuckled and being polished while he's like talking intently with someone, you know, next to him and sort of looking over a map and blah, blah, blah. But he's about to step up and do his thing. Great. So there's a lot of hustle and bustle and someone's up on the stage like, Mike, check one, two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm going to point this out to you, Delvin. I'm going to tell you like that like they're intending to stay just so you're aware. I can see that. Yeah, this isn't this isn't going to be good. I imagine we should hear what the fine man has to say. Mm. Shame we didn't get here sooner. I think I've got us some pretty good spots. There's a a balding man leads over to you and says, "What's your butler going to say? I reckon they're going to try and take our wives. <laughs> <laughs> These bloody iron pricks. They ain't taking. He's had a few morning drinks." <laughs> As you do. He may have been up all night drinking, let's face it. But he's like, 
I got mostly nosnelly. And then I'm like, I hope for your wife's sake they don't take her, mate. Because the only dicks the Grey Guard have got are the ones in their heads. Why would you talk about my wife like that? She left me. And he walks away. He's like, starts crying. He's like, I don't even have a wife for them to talk. Oh, no. I kind of move into his spot where he was then. (laughs) Brutal. Um, The captain steps up to the stage um, and the announcement seems to be beginning. They're just sort of business as usual, sort of step up. And he's got a pretty strong voice. Um, Mm -hmm. He's done a few of these. Does he have a name or does he address himself as... He does address himself. Mm-hmm. By declaration of the Order of the King, Rendrick III, I, Captain Brimley, proclaim the conscription of all magic in the kingdom. And there's like an immediate sort of like buzzing around the crowd. Like people are like, is he for serious? And a couple of people are like, I thought he, they were going to say something about that. I've heard rumours. It's like, you heard right. He's sort of, that was going off script, but he's like confirming. Mm. Any and all magic demonstrated, registered and submitted to the king will benefit their family gold, land and title. Any magic hidden, discovered. And he eyes people one by one. And at one brief point, his eyes cross yours. Will be claimed and imprisoned, and their family sent to a western mining town. We're also, on another note, considering and opening up applications for the local Grey Guard, as you know, a reputed and well paid job involving training and a good career, comfortable life journey, and one in which you would, of course, bring honour to your family and honour to the king. We will be accepting registrants through the course of the next two days. Meanwhile, and he, he, he sort of gives a pause for effect. Anyone who can demonstrate abilities and will declare their loyalty to the king will be treated with much respect and given much to their family. Do consider this carefully. A couple of people in the distance sort of laugh. Like, this is so silly. Mm. Like, this is... What's what's that even about? But there's like a s- soft sort of murmuring off in the distance. In fact, roll a perception, both of you. Three, four successes. Uh, two, two successes. Catalina. Wow. I'm really. It's behind so Delvin, so you you've turned and. I, I'm going to say, Catalina, you're probably just still a little bit stunned yeah. by that moment of eye contact, so you're sort of caught on his attention. But, Delvin, you've been scoping the place out a little bit mm-hmm. and checking out people's sort of reaction to all of this, and in the distance you see a murmuring over on your right shoulder um, and a slight movement of crowd, and um, a young boy is sort of being nudged forward by his family. And he looks, like, nervous, but actually, like, he's like, he looks like he's he sort of expected to Can be I slip... Forward. In, like he's getting nudged towards the front. Can I yep. get in between so I'd be directly obstructing where he's being nudged to? Ooh, let me see. 20! You see, uh, you can, you having seen, <laughs> that was a very good role, having uh, seen Catalina navigate this whole crowd so effectively and also everyone being pretty stunned and their eyes focused forward except for a couple around where this boy is being nudged. Mm. 
you see a really clear path for you to sort of zigzag and duck and uh, avoid too much notice mm. to get just directly in path. It's a good like 10 metres away, mm. but you could get there quick. I'm going to say it'll be a, a what's the uh, interception? Is that no infiltration? Mm. Challenge level two. Okay. To get there unnoticed. <clears throat> oh. Bam. Five successes. Good roll. Five successes. You are, are in front of this path, uh, of this family, mm-hmm. heading towards the front. Cool. There's been enough distraction and commotion throughout the crowd that um, you are completely unnoticed and they seem like surprised that you're not moving out of the way. Uh, and the dad's like... I'll need you to step aside, please. Um, what, <clears throat> what you shoving your kid up there for? He wants to step up. And he looks up at you and he goes, I do. I, I've got what he's... I immediately, like, put my hand and just, like, sh- and I'm like, are you a baron or a greeting? What's that even mean anymore, says his dad. And I look at the dad in the eyes and I say, um... These assholes just killed a town full of people and you really think they're going to take your son and give him a good life? With all due respect, stranger, I'd rather my son be away from the flames. Um, I look at him in the eyes and I say, so to send him away from the flames, you're putting him right in their mouth. The king's the one that burned the town. Or so they're saying. Roll persuasion. <laughs> and I'm going to... Uh, this is a destiny roll for sort of his default temperament. Seven. So I'm going to say persuasion. I'll yeah, he just... wants money. Okay. Well, that's what... What, no, did you, what was your persuasion? Four. <clears throat> I okay. got four. I'm going to call this perception. Uh, he got four. I'm going to burn a destiny. If you burn a destiny, mm-hmm. uh, you think it will be convincible with coin. Okay. That's um, just in your experience. But he looks pretty bloody determined that, like, he's saving his son's life, basically. Mm. And I'm convinced he he's it. condemning his son to death. Mm. Um, I, I very quietly say, if it's coin you're after, and I'm going to use a destiny, um, and I go, if it's coin you're after, there's plenty of other ways to get it. And I jangle a purse on my waist and I say, um, don't give the king a future weapon, especially not to your son. Is that enough coin to get me protection in my family then? I've got connections. You burned a destiny point. I got five on my persuasion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm happy he to knows, He knows then as a result of your interaction that you do. Mm. So they stop walking. Mm-hmm. They don't go anywhere. They don't move forward. But he stops. He has his hands on his son and he says, we'll talk No later. promise I won't change yeah. my mind. They're here for two days. Um, meanwhile, off in the distance, and Catalina is sort of watching that, he's, his tone is sort of chilled and he's explaining further to his proclamation the establishment of the Grey Guard, mm-hmm. um, which is uh, considered an honour when a town is worthy of being watched over by the king. Previously, Felbrook has been sort of some sort of outskirt whatever town, just a through town. Sure. Um, but 
Reading between the lines, it seems like they're going to be establishing some sort of military base or presence to return to um, as they go further out. So most of the people who are here, specifically the Iron Guards, are going to be moving on, but are here for training and recruitment and analysis and planning. Um, But actually the Grey Guards are the ones who will be staying probably with one or two Iron Guard to sort of oversee things and then in rotation. That's just sort of how they work and they explain it to the people through their speech. And there's stupid rituals where they're like read some sort of thing that's 100 years old about the establishment of the Great Garden. It becomes this, like, couple of people look like they're starting to, like, mm. I would walk away yes. if I weren't so terrified of being in trouble. Yeah. But um, it was, it turns into a boring, boring ritual. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Um, I'll just keep hanging around and just listening. Yeah. Eventually it sort of wraps up. They mm-hmm. head down off the stage, open up a table and... and uh, People, for the most part, are actually heading back to their homes and about their activities, um, but that it's clear that there are a good handful of people that are going back to prepare to come back to apply um, because this is the way it is now. I think they seem pretty resigned to that. And some people are enthusiastic about it. Some look quietly. In fact, you could know quite certainly what the vibe is, um, but that's up mm-hmm. That's up to you if you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, heck yeah. Okay. So take your three dice and roll. This is just a read um, emotion check. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're doing it for a group and because the emotions are fairly readable, Yep. Um, I'm going to make it challenge level two. Okay. So if you make that check. Sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Two. Cool. So you don't burn any of your magic resource. As you stand there, as people start packing up and uh, you sort of know that now is a good time with the announcement being done, the people are then free to take all of that and feel what they feel. And you Mm -hmm. know that's the time to be like, okay, what is that? And so using your focus, you sort of spread your unseen hands throughout the crowd and just sort of feel the shape of their emotions. Most of them seem pretty empty, seem pretty resigned, and they've sort of slowly but surely just allowed the influence of the king over their culture. There are um, there are a couple of people who you feel a sense of greed. You feel like this is an opportunity. I could find someone. I could dob someone in. I could use blackmail they're not thoughts you feel but you can read intent through those feelings of greed and and um sort of conniving nature um and a good handful are completely terrified um most of those are probably people who have been you know kicked out of their (laughs) town so you're worried yeah you're you're seeing connections most of the people who are resigned look like locals Mm -hmm. including some of the greedy ones Mm -hmm. um but a lot of the people who seem really really scared are from felton yeah they've come here okay um and if i'm gonna say not too far away Mm -hmm. um there is like a very strong feeling of like that greed um okay and then I'm also going to say not too far away and over on your right side where you notice Delvin is no longer, but further beyond that, mm-hmm. you notice fear, absolute, like, petrified fear. Okay. A few essences of it. Okay. Cool. Um, I'm going to go find out where Delvin went to. Okay, cool. 
Um, you, you find him in not too long. The crowd's dispersing, mm-hmm. but Dalvin and this father and son aren't really moving. Um, so you head towards them and you can you still have that sort of latch onto the emotions as the, everyone sort of spreads out. It sort of fades slowly, but you know you're moving towards two terrified people. Um, Delvin, emotionally, you didn't, you can't pinpoint everyone when you're reading a whole crowd, um, but it was steady, okay. I'd put it that way. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Or that I probably shouldn't impose that. I should ask you to tell me what it might be read as, to tell Catalina what it, yeah. Alert but not alarmed. <laughs> yeah. Calm, probably unusually calm. Yeah, cool. Like, very cool and collected in this situation. I'm just going to pop up next to you. Mm-hmm. Is everything okay? Um, oh, I think it's fine. Just a little bit unsettling to see the great and common in and annexing towns, I say, quote, like a little bit louder to the dad. Um, he looks really conflicted, but he's mm. you, uh, you can see Catalina. He's looking really like he's... Felix has been fronted by mm-hmm. someone who would even dare step in the way of, like, like the Grey Guard, the Iron Guard. Mm-hmm. Um, somehow it's stopped him in his tracks, but he feels, like, a little bit indignant. Like, really, you think you're better than these people? Like, this giant group of, like, you know, armoured people. Um, so he's acting a bit, like, sceptical and bothered. Sure. But you know inside. He he kind of really wanted an excuse to stop. You feel him... him Terrified, and you see his son sort of shaking, but they're both trying to look brave. <laughs> sure. Um, I turn to you and mm. say, uh, should we, or should you continue this conversation away from prying eyes? Yeah, I say, um, I'm, I'm just like, I, and loud enough for people to hear, like, just casual conversation level. I'm like, this is me old friend from when I used to live in the town. We're going to go and have a catch up and a, and a pint at his house. Uh, okay. <laughs> and he's like, they, they, he, he turns around and he guides you towards his house. Meanwhile, we go back to Brick and Medela. Um, you've, I'm assuming, remained in the house for, what, for the first portion. Um, yeah. But Medela is looking really antsy, like really like she's missing out on something. It's like, do I have to stay here in this place? Can we not go see what the excitement is about. I think you've had enough excitement on this trip. I've never seen a place like this before. This town, these buildings made of trees and mud. I understand that, but if it is the king's men revented town, we do not want to risk your life. Well, as I understand it, it is through finding favor with those that lead, that leads you to the most fruitful paths. Perhaps that is the place we should most be. She looks. She sort of says, "Like, who are you, Phelan, called to tell me what you know is worthy of my time?" She doesn't mean that in a harsh way. We but may you, go if you wish, Mistress. But I only have your best interest at heart. I think it would be. You can see her considering, like, her parents would have her attend an event led by nobles uh, in her culture, in your culture. Um, But she wants to look at town. (laughs) She's like, I think it would be best for my understanding of this journey we're about to go on to make use of, I would see as a 
fairly empty place. Everyone has gone to see the announcement. Perhaps we should investigate. She looks at you playfully. I may need protection on the journey. You never know what you could find around the corner. I think it's best we steer away from the other side of town. If we do go out. But I will protect you nonetheless. She, her eyes light up. What's on the other side of town? <laughs> I. The Kingsmen. The ones who burned and murdered your parents. Oh, of course. I'd love to see those. And she points out and there's like taller wooden structures. They look like places of business, um, but very great and like very sort of your typical medieval inns and large sort of buildings, very well-built wooden buildings. There's some wooden walls and some stone being erected around it and some trees. And Have we eaten? Yes. Okay. You've had two dozen eggs. <laughs> very well. well. Let's go. All right. And out you head. It's going to roll. This is a bad idea. <laughs> Uh-oh. You walk in the direction of those buildings, she points. She's leading, slightly skipping, but trying to compose herself. But it, the streets are empty. Everyone is gone. Everyone has gone to the announcement. So this is like a, just a big playground to Medela. It's like she's. It's like she gets to play houses in empty house. Like, you know, they're just big doll houses and no one's here and everything is new and interesting. And she's skipping around like, what is this? And what is that? And you don't know the answer to pretty much I all of them. <laughs> yeah. Nor do I know what that is. Please slow down. <laughs> we do not know what is ahead of us and I must protect you. I have my weapon in my hand already. Like, <laughs> yeah, of is, course. You're in There is nothing. Yep. Yep. Interesting. And she sees this big building it looks like uh, you know some sort of eatery um again completely empty and she looks through the window and sees a, a a bowl of food with a spoon inside just like that looks like something i've never tried before she looks at you with like glee in her eyes i do like foreign culinary delights <laughs> The food of this land is interesting, but if you are hungry, mistress, we, we shall eat. <laughs> so she walks, she like pulls you by the sleeve of your new shirt. And you, I think she's also very excited because she really does feel like she's playing dress up. She is in new clothes. She's playing pretend as a Graydon in a Graydon town or Barrow in Graydon town um, and walks into the front door, completely empty. Um, oh, oh. Oh, that was a one destiny roll. Oh, good. So you walk in. <laughs> she sits down at the table and there's a stew of like just interesting local meats and rice. The wettest like food that. that you can possibly <laughs> eat, Brick. And she smells it and smells local spices and she's like, you, you actually know of Medela, that she's always expressed an interest in cooking and things mm. like that, but that's always been left to the servants. Um, and so one of the things she's been really fond of is seeing the different herbs that grow out in these places that she's never seen before. The smells and the sights have really excited her. And this, like, interesting combination of local 
Like, it's just a stew. But to, to Medela, this is like, wow. And they left it all by itself so I could... I can discover it. And she starts to, like, sip it. Like, no. Before she gets it, I'm going to grab her hand. Okay. You're like... Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna try it first. Okay. You, like, you hold her hand and you, like, lean in and take the first sip. Yeah. And then, like... Seems fine. Very just, wet. Just wait a little bit. Yeah. Just to make sure... Holding her not- hand. This giant hand in this tiny... Like, it's the equivalent of an adult holding a toddler's hand. <laughs> like, size difference-wise. Yeah. And then she, like, looks at you like, all right, hurry up, Dad, sort of thing. And then eventually you... I do not believe it is poisoned. And she starts eating. Yeah. And you roll perception, Jeb. (laughs) I'm waiting for someone just to be, like, literally Uh, standing there and being like... You said it had spices in it, right? Yeah. I'm waiting for... Help! (laughs) Challenge level? Um, I'm going to say three. That's not, no. You're too busy having wet food in your mouth to notice. That's that's zero successes on I six dice, podcasters. Zero success on six dice. Um, there's an interesting thought. Is, is stew uh, to, to brick, is stew just like having delicious meat juice? Um, like delicious is subjective. Nutri- yeah. and you put your meat in it, and then you have brick juice. I guess, yeah. Brick juice is another thing. <laughs> Let's move on from that one. Editor's <laughs> note. Um, so you feel a firm, sharp tip in your back of steel, mm-hmm. and a gruff, deep bothered voice saying you often come into a man's home and take his breakfast you know if you make sudden moves if he if he pokes hard he'll hit you in a bit that isn't good to hit so this is probably someone who's who's probably stabbed in a bit that's hard to <laughs> recover from before I'm still really tempted to be like threatening to him. <laughs> you can play a character. <laughs> I've got, I've got more kidneys. Where that came Where from? I come from, that's considered bad manners. And you feel like a slightly firmer prodding. Oh, he looks over and he sees the Phelan girl eating his food. So where's the goal then? We can pay you for any food we've taken, but... I think I should certainly be paid in kind for the inconvenience and bother of foreigners coming in and taking my food and space. Perhaps you best not leave it unattended, then. He... I'm sorry, you got a one. You're, you can't really turn around at this point. There's a blade in your back. But he, like, jangles with his free hand on your clothes and there is a chinking, jingling of the metals in your pocket of Medela's valuables. Mm. That sounds worth investigating. Don't you make a move. And he pulls out a pocket knife and cuts the fabric of your new no. clothes. no. 
That's what he goes to no. do. Okay. These no. <laughs> items are not for sale, uh, but <laughs> I do have an associate at Siena, the seamstresses, that would be able to pay for any inconvenience. I think you can pay me for whatever inconvenience I feel you've caused. If you touch it, you will lose that hand. I would like to do an intimidation Yeah, check. do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's the time for a dust check. <laughs> I do like the idea of, like, the line of, like, um, like killing me would be fatal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Bad for your health. It's like, my challenge uh, I may die, but yeah. you will die first. <laughs> What's my challenge level? Uh, yeah. I'm going to say... Oh, it's against this perception. Who rolls first? What's more I'll suspenseful? Let, I'll let him go first. Okay. I'm going to give him minus one. He he sounds hungover, but competent. I haven't oh, been three. rolling very so this could be really bad. So challenge level three. You can do it. Hey. Four. <laughs> he might he, have to go. He takes pause. He takes pause. Um, you are. You assume taller than him. Well, yes. <laughs> but you can't see him yet. But you sort of look over your shoulder. Oh, okay, I guess at that point you sort of catch a glance. He's a big man. He's very muscled and portly, um, very heavily bearded and completely bald and very dishevelled. <laughs> he should be in town, but he's obviously irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um what can you offer me then? As I said, our associate in town at the seamstresses. No, you're in my house right now, so what can you offer me right now to de escalate? How's Medela reacting to all this? She's like, she'd put the spoon down and she's sitting there with a mixture of emotions, I'm going to say, uh, trying to hold her composure, so looking a little too noble in her behaviour um, but she is probably terrified and um, just waiting for the adults to deal with it and hoping Brick <laughs> will serve <laughs> his purpose Yeah, I am property I have no value to offer you you he sort of says past you to Medela he's carrying your gold isn't he and she um Shakily nods. Brick, I think um, to make up for my um, unexpected visit on this gentleman, we should offer my bracelet. It's only fair. It is this is the bracelet of her like personal belongings? It's not. Just, yeah, but she had a lot. Like she had a it's lot. It's not of a gold. necklace. Not, for yeah, yeah, yeah. She's got her. No, no. Okay. It's just her attire. <laughs> like it was her. It's just you, you're carrying it because it is valuable in these parts. But it's not like a. It, it's like a bracelet. It's like a watch. You know what I mean? Like to us. Okay. Then yeah. Very well. I will give you the bracelet. And you reach in. And jingle through and pull out, looking quite small in your hands, almost like it could be a ring on your hand. Uh, a clearly some sort of solid gold, very ornate, um, with some black glass and gems mm-hmm. throughout. Really beautifully patterned, and you, 
you hold it forward, I'm assuming, to this man who you feel the release of the point. He, like, he's never seen so much value in one small place in his life. This is a very good day for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he reaches out and he's like, snatches it before you have time to react. Not going to react. Very well. Enjoy the stew. It's yesterday's anyway. And he sort of like, <laughs> he walks off. Before you go. He stops and turns around. If in the future you come across one of my brethren, stab first, ask questions later, or it very well may be the last thing you do. He looks at you with takes pause and he's still walking away, so he's out of reach, but he does say Well, I've heard there ain't many of you left in these parts anyway. And he just wanders off. <laughs> just oh, see how that sidles out of his own house. I love that. <laughs> no, he's going back upstairs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like the head behind like the door. <laughs> yep. And Medela's like, I'm not hungry anymore. And she like puts the spoon down. And um, stands up and so she's shaking. She's like quite, she's been shocked. She, her uh, behaviour got you both in a situation neither of you would have opted into and her playfulness was not, you know. We mentioned. should return to the seamstresses. Uh, I told you these people are uncultured and violent. You head back uh, outside, uh, a much slower walk much less skipping and refraining her. She has a very clear straight line and knows where to go to get back. <laughs> Meanwhile, Delvin and Catalina, mm-hmm. and the two people whose names you learn are Lurden and Eden. Lurden is the father. Oh, mm-hmm. Lurden, sorry. And Lurden. Eden is his son. Uh, 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 uh. Gotta find my scrapbook. <laughs> <laughs> Must take notes. <laughs> All right, Lurden and Eden. Yeah. You recognise those as Barrowan names. Mm-hmm. Um, more than anything, um, and they take you to the edge of town and outside the the wall, sort of opposite oh, so we're not the going to the house. You are, ah, oh, okay, yeah. Right. He's so taking, but, but they don't live in the center of yep. town. They don't look like they are of mm-hmm. many means, which mm-hmm. is probably why your offer caught him off guard. Mm-hmm. He hasn't heard that much weight in a purse in mm-hmm. a while, so he knew you were serious. You head out just outside the wall, and there's like you know some farmlands and. Um, sort of you can see the river. You've crossed the river because the town is sort of built almost as a bridge and all the way around that river. So now you're on the right or left, sorry, facing mm-hmm. Irons by the left side of the river. You head further out and it's a it's about 15, 20 minutes walk out of town. Mm-hmm. And it's a bit of a little cabin. Um, there's some smoke coming out of it. And cool. um, he's made small talk as you've walked. He's trying to get the gauge of you mm-hmm. um, to see if you are trustworthy, if you mean you know, what you say you mean and mm-hmm. how have you sort of responded in general to his tone? I've been fairly uh, surface level. I'm kind of clearly saving my conversation until we're in a private area, like in his house. I know we're out on the road, but I'm quite like business, business-centric. So it's all platitudes and yep. nothing mm. of substance. Did you say anything, Catalina, or... Did you want to gauge anything? Yeah, I think so. Um, do my spells have a duration time? 
Uh, depends on the effect and intensity you want to have. If you want it to last beyond where you're present, mm-hmm. it will be a more challenging thing. But if it's close to the emotion that they already have or if it's not a huge shift, mm-hmm. um, then, yeah, like you, you can have a reasonably long-lasting effect. Okay, cool. Um, I might save it for now. I'll just journey with you guys. I won't yep. say much. They arrive and... He looks a little bit sheepish. Um, mm-hmm. He wasn't expecting. He, he never have, has guests. You know, mm-hmm. he just sort of works out in the sort of forests and fields and comes in and out of town and whatever. Um, but he opens the door. It creaks. Um, and you both of you roll a perception check just to get the gauge of it. And see what you first notice. One success. One, One for Delvin. One, two, three, four. 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 Okay. Delvin's pretty, uh, I'd say pretty distracted. Your mind's probably mm. still a little bit back in town, I'm imagining. Um, you're probably quite focused on things you do or don't recognise in the locale. Mm. Um, I'd say Delvin's probably thinking three steps ahead and is a little bit off the present. So, like, walking into a room, I'm not, I'm like, it's a house, I don't care. Yeah. In my head, I'm like, okay, this, this, this. Yeah, gotcha. Meanwhile, Catalina walks in. Probably first, Delvin's, um, you know, dragged behind a little bit. You step in the room. It's fairly dimly lit except for the fireplace and a candle on the side. There is uh, a bed in the corner of the room and, um, you know, there's sort of, sort of a shared room. There's one other room that seems to be used as storage and study or whatever, mm-hmm. but it is just one, otherwise a one-room cabin. Is it just him and his son? That's what I was going to say. Oh, you sorry. notice in the corner of the room there is a double bed and there is a figure in the bed. Um, right. Seems like a... A woman, the mother, you assume, mm-hmm. um, seems quite unwell. Okay. Cool. I, so I want to cast Read Emotion. Can I cast it as a room spell so I can get everyone or can I only touch In this room? Yeah, I'm going to say you'll be able to, challenge level one, you'll be able to get a cool. gauge of where everyone's at. Cool. Okay. <laughs> cool. No worries. Um, the way I'm also deciding to handle roles that are above the challenge level you get mm-hmm. is that you can decide to amplify the effect after you've gotten the challenge level, but it will cost you mana. So basically you get the cost of the spell mm-hmm. um, and if it's challenge level two and you roll three successes, you can basically sort of be like, what can I do with all of this magic? But it will cost you one mana to go further. Yes. Does that make okay. sense? Yes, it does. Okay. Yeah, great. That um, way you can... Uh, Capitalise on a great role, but it, it does come at a cost from what your original intention was. Cool, great. Um, so you very uh, you walk in the room and you just use your feeling to reach out, and you immediately uh, there's more of a piece with these two people now, less adrenaline running through the father and son's veins, but they're very curious and very scared still. But okay. it's less of a fear for them uh, and more for the person in the bed it seems to be sort of focused in that direction and meanwhile you don't feel a lot from the person in the bed it's uh, a very soft tiredness okay. disappointment yeah right um self um disdain cool. but very faint um almost like they're sleeping but she seems you know awake cool all right i'll let everyone get settled cool takes about half a second before the door shuts behind me before I'm, like, immediately present. All right, then. So, magic is it? L- learning. 
is leaning by the mantle of the fireplace of the dying morning fire, which was left unattended for a while because obviously the mother in the house couldn't stoke it herself. It's sort of like pulls his hat off and sweeps his hair back and um, nods. Um, Go on, Eden. You can show him. And he looks like pretty petrified and um, he picks up a small like vase mm. uh, with a dying plant in it mm. and he seems to look at it intently Ooh. and from this small vase on the floor and there seems to be a few things around the room it's a very unlit room so it doesn't look like things would grow in here well um, but these tendrils of of growth um, plant plant life sort of come out and, and start flourishing and even things that you wouldn't have thought that would be seedlings in the pot that they are there for seem to sort of sprout and all of a sudden this little garden starts to spring forth out of this pot I'm Delvin doesn't hide his amazement eyes bulging you never would have seen anything like this mm. um, Lernan says it's um, it's coming useful to keep the family fed at times, um, paid at times, but you can't be discovered for that sort of thing. When did it start? Eden says, about two seasons ago. And are you getting better at it? His father looks over, says, well, that's probably the most impressive, (laughs) you know, one I've seen for a few weeks. He surprised me now and then, but I warn him against being noticed. Well, how long have you lived in town? All my life, says the boy. We've been a a farming family for generations. So you were here the first time the Graydon came? The father sort of nods slowly I was too mate now last time I remember the Graydon came into this town in force they sent me to the Barrows by way of lighting my family home on fire when I was not much older than him so your family resisted (laughs) we resisted being kicked out of our homes but we didn't pick up arms we were just an example We've, he looks resigned, sort of even disappointed in himself, like a shame from a long time ago. We've already had our loyalty declared to the king. Way I see it, my son's ability is already owned. Nothing. (laughs) No man should own anything that is another man's. Maybe possessions, but... Those abilities are his gifts. Well, what do you expect us to do then? He'll be found out eventually. We'll be driven out of town. Do you think she will survive a mountain mining town? The coldest shall come out and eat us alive. Not that there'll be any meat on our bones. And without him, we surely won't survive through a winter. Well, my worry is your son won't survive long. If he goes to the king, 
trading one family member for another doesn't seem very fair, does it? It's for him. It's for her. If I could submit myself, I would, but I'm powerless, literally. What do you expect me to do? Sacrifice my my wife and son. In the long term, he'll be found. I, I've heard stories of rumors of how they find out, how they find people who have this, these things, these abilities. Delvin almost looks for the first time with a, with a moment of like, not desperation, but hope uh, to Catalina. And then he goes, but Felbrook isn't the world. And there are places far outside the reach of the king. Places where people don't get burnt for the indiscretion of living somewhere where you're told you can't. This isn't the only place in the world. I've had a whole life far from Felbrook and, well, I think your son deserves a life outside of shackles because even if they don't clap him in chains in the mines, he's going to be shackled to the king, keeping that old prick alive forever with his powers. As you're talking, Catalina feels a swelling in the man who's talking to the father. Um, These emotions, this shame, but a feeling of hope. um, Mm. These conflicted emotions brimming and brimming until... And you knew what would happen. Like, you could just sort of... You felt felt it before anyone saw it, but he sort of, at the end of that speech, sort of bursts into tears and, like, falls Mm. to his knees. It's like, I don't know what to do. Tell me what to do. How can I help my son... And wife, and he looks over, and she's uh, make a survival check <laughs> just to sort good. of gauge <laughs> gauge the, the survivability Both of her of state. Yeah, just make. It. I'll, I'll say challenge level two. Uh, where are we? I'm just getting my sheet. You, yeah, you're focused on how he's feeling right now. <laughs> my my computer's been silly. Sorry. Uh, the perils of not having a paper sheet. <laughs> Okay. One success. Oofed. Yeah. Um, she just looks at, you know, like she's been sick for a bit, but she'll probably pull through. <laughs> Maybe, don't know. <laughs> Who knows? Um, yeah. I absolutely agree. Delvin is correct. There are many other places your son can go. I know it's a difficult choice, but his talents... They're unique and they're special, and he should be nurtured for them. He's he um wipes his you know hand on his you know his tears on his sleeve, and he looks a bit ashamed to have broken down in front of his son. He's been holding it together for the family. <clears throat> he clears his throat and says, "I hear you. We've been living in the shadow of." Rendrick for a while now, resigned to our role. It's been reasonably peaceful, but I don't think it will be for much longer. Mm. The Barrows, you say, Thanissia, maybe we could go. Maybe she could last the journey. I I can't promise Thanissia, but my, well, I'm a man of means, and my entire career was moving things I've got connections. I could at least get you into the barrows. And now, 
this may be a bold assumption, but I'm gonna I'm assuming it, so correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. The the king is unlikely to be able to like he he wouldn't be so bold yet as to like militarily go to the Barrowan capital. I know it's a like they're not we're at the point where they would just march oh, no. an army into the center no. of Barrowan territory. No. This is on the they fringe, don't seem right? interested in the barriers. They're heading up yeah. to Felton. So um so I'm like the barrels would be safe and his talents there could be well of an immense help to our people. And I actually kneel down to uh, it was Eden. Uh, Eden. And I say, what do you want to do? Do you want to heal the wounds of our people? Or do you want to, well, keep the old king alive so he can burn people? He's paused and considering it. He said... I've always heard stories of the Barrows, like they're a dark, cold and scary place. Maybe if I brought some warmth rather than worked with the king in his fire, maybe I could help. He looks hopeful and then looks over at his father like for approval. And his father's nodding slowly, but turns to you and says, why... Bother with us. What's in it for you? Who are you working for? What do you know? You've seen this sort of thing before, surely. To find us walking through the crowd. I... I know when someone's boot is on another man's neck and he's forced to make decisions he doesn't want to. And... I guess you could say I'm a man who spent my life trying to stop that happening through the only ways I know how. I can... I can spin a tale and I can make a deal and I can make some coin. I say with a bit of pride in there. Uh, And then... And coin's a powerful motivator. I reckon through my associates, I could probably get you where you need to go at least get you out of the reach of the Empire for a while, or the Kingdom. He's nodding and considering what you're saying. He's still quite taken aback. There are two strangers in his home that seem to care about his family, and he actually says, I don't think we've ever been paid so much attention in our whole lives. In fact, we've been avoiding it. He says, sort of nodding at the plant in his son's hand. We've seen the devastation that the King has caused in Felbrook. It needs to end. Aye. I turn to Eden and I say, the ability that you have, have you just tried it on nature? Have you tried it on anything else? I've never thought to. What I thought, I mean, I can make plants grow. That's all. Uh, he just looks confused at the question. I'm, Do you have I'm going to. some grain you were like? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to look around. Is there like a kitchen knife around that looks fairly clean or I can clean it? There isn't a clean there's, one. There, there's a knife on my belt. You, oh, yeah. Can I? Do you know, yeah, he's got an I, apple I have, a, I have like my trusty old, I Actually, call it my apple knife. I have one. 
I have a dagger. Oh, yeah, I cool. forgot. Oh, a dagger now, are uh, yeah. I, I have a, I have like a bodgy apple knife and you're pulling out like a stiletto <laughs> dagger. <laughs> so yes. you got notches from where it's called, like pip things. <laughs> I pull out my dagger. Yeah. Um, and I'm just going to cut my hand a little bit. Yeah. So bleeds. Yeah. But nothing too serious. He's looking confused. Like, what are you doing? I'm going to, is he, I'm going to read his emotions. Is what? he still just kind of. He's, uh. Frightened when you pull out the dagger, you mm-hmm. still have that sort of attachment, like to his emotions. So he's mm-hmm. he's frightened and then curious, mm-hmm. and then yeah, he's sort of living in that curiosity space right now. You cut yourself and hold your hand forward. Yep, I'm assuming. And I say, let's just try something. And I hold out my hand and say, nature sometimes has a connection to life. Let's see if you can repair. Okay. And can I shift his emotion to concentrate more? Oh, on the spell? like an assist. Yeah. To clear to the clear distraction his, of yes. his emotions. That's a great idea. Okay, let's do it. Um, you've already you're reading his emotions. I'm going to give that a challenge of a one. Okay. Uh, and if you succeed, he will get a plus one. Great. It's good that you're going to clear his distractions because while you're. Uh, Oh, two successes. You got it. While you're putting your hand out, uh, Delvin just casually is like, and if you can't heal it, can you make a plant grow out of it? That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got two dice. Okay. Challenge level two. Mm-hmm. No, challenge level one. Come on, buddy. It's challenge level one. So. He gets one plus your one. He looks really cautious and really kind of like nervous, but all of a sudden, you know, you feel that as soon as that starts welling and your hands held forward, but you're watching him, you're, you're holding onto the shape of his emotions and keeping its boundaries and if anything, just sort of like compacting and, and reducing it. So he seems really focused. Mm-hmm. And before either of you realise what's happened, you look down and your hand is completely healed. And then he just starts like, and his father's like, your, your son, son, what, what did you do? How did you do that? I don't know, dad. I, I just, it just, it felt very similar. I don't, their, their minds are blown. They're like, mm. and they look at each other and they look over at the mother. Just like. Delvin just straight away says, well, there's no decision anymore then. Send your son away, and you know what happens. Your wife's here. He could fix her. He could heal her. I mean, that was a scratch. She's been sick for a long time, but... You've got I time. could learn. And you've got time, mate. He looks at his father like, We've got time. And his father, like, breaks down into tears again. Aww. Like, this moment of salvation. Yeah. Um... And he nods and they're like, we'll start packing. We'll head north to the barrows. And he asks for instructions. Uh, I actually, I'd like to take it to the next level. I'm going, like, I think we're probably going to stay in town another night. Yeah. Um, and I I would like to put together some actual assistance in the form of using whatever contacts I have to ensure that they get there. 
So, mm. yeah, I can do that. We're probably getting late into the session. That's but I can right. work, work out yeah. next session or between sessions. But, Great. Sounds um, good. That's Delvin's plan cool. is definitely to, to more, revisit more being like, here's five coin and bye. Yeah. I'm actually going to like He's going to get his fares in order. You have a discussion yeah. and now he's expecting some word or visit tomorrow yep. based on your conversation. Or in the evening. Yeah. Even. Yep. Cool. Sounds good. Um, he, uh, their, their, their whole household is reshaken, but as you stand at the door ready to sort of head off and leave, he, um, he, he walks up to you privately and his son is just sort of hugging his mother and like connecting with, with her and you. Um, and he holds your hand, uh, holds out his hand to shake yours. Mm. Um, do you take it? Yeah, and I do. Grasps firmly. Um, there's a renewed vigor in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like a barrow and pride you've seen before and you've connected to this man. He looks incredibly grateful and you can feel it still, Catalina. It's overwhelming. Um, you're actually surprised how well he's keeping his emotions in check. He's mm. been very practised at that. Mm, um, okay. But he is incredibly grateful. He says, you're, you're both a gift. Thank you. I am in your debt. Our family is in your debt. No worries. Wishes you well on your way and you return to town. Meanwhile, Medela and Brick <laughs> arrived back to the uh, the the seamstress's house. Mm-hmm. Sort of sat around for a bit, but you, you both know at this stage you've probably <laughs> overstayed your welcome a, a little bit. Like you're, they're expected back, and um, and in fact, you can see in the distance. Um, I'm going to say you will be around the front of the house. You won't have gone inside yet. Um, but you can see in the distance the seamstress and her sister trailing behind, shouting like, "Ah, oh, you, you've got no bloody idea what are you? How dare you?" Blah blah blah. blah. And you, you're like, Medela's like, perhaps we should go a different way. I believe she only offered us for the night anyway. A place of uh, public housing. Was that not another option? We will need a way for Delvin and Catalin to find us. Very well. Weren't they going to the town square? Should we look there? It's best to stay clear if that's where the king's men are. One encounter for our endeavor today is enough for me. <laughs> that's fair. We can wait outside. They shall return soon, I think. Okay. Um, <laughs> the seamstress walks inside, ignoring her sister, but her sister is red in the face like screaming and like waving her like roller like you don't even know how useless he was and then these bloody and she stops and like sees Medela in yourself and decides not to (laughs) and follows the woman inside the house and like slams the door (laughs) um time passes um and she's just sort of like pretty dejected sitting by the side of the road and People start bustling back out a little bit. A couple of hours have passed since you initially were upstairs waiting around. But you do see the figures of Catalina and, and Delvin sort of returning back to the house. Cool. A brief moment on the way back, um, I go, Cat, I, I don't know what it is about you, but you've got a calming influence on people. I mean, I've always just kind of brought it down to my mom. really. She's a bit of a tyrant, so... That'll, you know, keep my cool. It's good. I'm glad we had our goals aligned on that one. I wasn't sure where you'd stand with the king and his desires. 
what he's done is awful. It's horrible. People are dying and losing their livelihoods from what you've said to what happened here. I can't imagine that. And I kind of had this conversation as we're coming into town and, and very cheekily, right when we're getting into the earshot of where Catalina wouldn't loudly respond, I quietly say, and like starting to walk ahead a little bit faster, I'm like, well, it's good the, girl, the world's got calming influences like Little Eden and, well, a little bit of your music too. And then I smile back <laughs> at you and, and keep walking, uh, like right as I'm walking through the town gate. I'm kind of, in my head, I put two and two together and kind of go like, okay. <laughs> it was Delvin's way of going, mm. I've got a little one up on you yeah, too, yeah. mate. I got a little, yeah, a bit of knowledge. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Love it. You guys end up meeting up and um, Medalla sort of pitches her idea of going to the can, place of public housing. Can I perception check her state of being? Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, only one. Oh, two successes. She's pretty well composed, um, okay. but it seems she's probably more well composed than usual. <laughs> okay, so you do a slight change, but not okay. obvious. But I'll dig into it later. Yeah. Um, I I immediately suggest uh, that I met my old town friend, and he said there was space in his inn, and we should go there. And I had a bath there this morning, and it was quite nice. Great. Mm. Sounds good. And you all head off to the inn. Great. Wonderful. Um, I think that's probably where we're going to wrap up this episode. This was a lot of fun. I have managed to, on a cold spring day, get all clammy from the, like, stress of that kid. And I was like, this could go anywhere. I loved that. That was so fun. Yeah, that was great. I was was really hoping you'd just come back with a kid. (laughs) <laughs> we're just yeah. you have a trailing trail of like children who are recruiting <laughs> well, just like I can if there's a kid that can heal us it means that we don't have to worry as much about getting injured I'll be like <laughs> alright kids you can call me dad and this is Brick your other dad <laughs> and this is Catalina your mom. <laughs> Thank you so much to our wonderful patrons. Always oh, the Patreon's got Wait, I got the bet. I want to was updated. Oh, the Patreon's girl's missing. We'll add it in post. What? And I'm going to make an editing note to add it in post, but it doesn't mean we can't read out um, our oh. God King patrons. Sorry, God Kings. Patreon but that, scroll but, 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 add. But, Thank you, Patreon. I don't know. I think there's a web page that needs. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right, we'll add. We'll add. It's gonna. Wait, yeah, it'll be there in post. We'll b- add it in post. We'll add it in post. Unfortunately, but tickle you duck. See, thank you. Well done. Time game. Yeah. AJ Macy. AJ Macy. Yeah, Professor X. Yep. And time blinks. Right. I said time blinks. I couldn't read your new name. Time blink was the one in Spanish, right? Nicholas. Nicholas. Earth Angels Tarot. Beautiful. Ooh, very, you did it. Thank you. Thank Amazing. you to all our major Thank patrons. We'll, Thank we'll you all so one. much. And to all our patrons and to we our players and viewers, this was fun. Thank you for joining us for Chapter 3 in our Inspire campaign. I'm looking forward to Chapter 4. Mm. What was your favourite bit? All of it. <laughs> Can I just give you a little bit of little bit of a fun behind the scenes? Yeah. That role I made to see where you guys came across. I have, like, this table mm. that, like, you know, I sort of pick a random thing from. And I got right in the middle with the D6 and right in the middle with the D20 and the 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 item was a spoon. <laughs> <laughs> the whole encounter was like random roll a spoon, and 
that spot. I just, I like the way things the way ripple. Way, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> oh, the random encounter. I was picturing that the whole time the guy never had a knife. He was putting a spoon to your back. Oh, no, people no, no. Can do It was that. the bowl on the thing oh, right. that she went yeah, in. Like, yeah. People could be like, it yeah, feels like metal true. and it's just like, I'm going to stab you. It's a spoon, but... You don't <laughs> but know that. Yeah. It's a great way to end up with your arm broken. And then the one roll. Anyway, 